Ain't gonna burn ourselves out no more. Ain't gonna burn ourselves out no more. Got each other on our side, plus all the folks at Fried the Burnout Podcast with Kate Donovan. You deserve more than feeling constantly fried to a crisp. Welcome to Fried, the Burnout Podcast, where you get the understanding, the community, and the information you need to end burnout for good. I'm your host, Kate Donovan, and all of my work focuses on hashtag ending burnout culture. Outside the pod, you'll find me on stages at conferences giving keynotes, in offices providing corporate trainings, doing virtual VIP one-on-one work, or supporting our group program, Unfried, that is run by my right-hand woman, Sarah Vosen. Both Sarah and I have been through burnout and came out stronger, happier, and more fulfilled. And we want that post-burnout growth for you, too. Fried fam, today we are bringing to you a sponsored episode that will likely not sound like a sponsored episode, but is nonetheless, because I am currently working with SciFox Health to bring you a way to engage in your own wellness that is easier than heading to your doctor. You will hear more about it as the episode goes, but today I'm talking to Lee S. Dreiber, who is a longevity and biomarker industry expert. After a successful career in engineering, His parents' death from cancer led him to a decade of studying functional medicine, longevity, biomarkers, and health in general. He is dedicated to helping nudge the emergence of a healthcare sector that he coined, and I quote, wellness as a service. Lee, I am so thrilled to have this conversation because this is super useful information for fried listeners. But as we always do, we're going to start with your burnout story. So I'm going to sit back and let you tell the tale. I wish we had a few cocktails here or drinks and it wouldn't just be one burnout story. It'd be like, which one? I know. It's a tough question, isn't it? Well, the first thing that comes to mind sort of to dive in was I was a very, I would say fairly successful young 20 year old. And I'm working below the age of 20 as a top consultant for Cisco Systems. I'm at Stockley Park at the time, London, very affluent business park. And I'm just standing waiting on one of their private buses. And I just feel uncomfortable inside, like not settled, like, like I'm waiting on something. And I don't mean the bus. And I just contemplate and I thought I never feel settled all of the time it's like I'm missing something and I thought to myself I'm going to make enough money in my 20s that when I turn 30 I'll retire for a decade but just a decade will be enough and the short of it is as soon as I hit 30 I did stop. But unfortunately, I had what I would term a burnout. I mean, I never saw a clinician or something of this nature. I mean, I would never go see someone because they're half the time burnout. And they've got like eight minutes for you. And so I could describe like the symptomatic, a part of what happened there. 
Yeah, go and for it's it. it's quite hard for me actually. It's um a little bit personal, and I still have physical responses to it. So we're talking almost eighteen years ago. I'm forty eight now. This was just after age thirty, and still when I think about it, I get the shaky hands, which I find quite unusual. So I had been getting on and off four planes a week. I felt I lived at airports. I was, and I turn up at the end of a client week. It was a Friday. I go to the check-in line and, and I've got five days of clothes with me, but in a nice container, you know, a fabric container thing over my arm. And the check a check-in girl is younger than me now. You know, when I started in my twenties, they were older. Now I notice I'm older and I've got more experience than them in the flight industry. And she says, sir, you can't take the clothes on. You need to go check them in. I'm thinking they're in a fabric container. I'm not going to put them in cargo and it's five days of clothes. So I say, no, I'm not going to do that. And she says, you must, or you're not boarding. I say, look, do you want me to put them on? And she say, she just looks at me. I said, do you really want me to put them on? So it was a big queue building. So I put a set on. So now I've got two sets of clothes. I'm looking at her like, do you want me to keep going? I put three sets on, four sets on, five sets on. And it was so uncomfortable and time consuming to squeeze into five days of clothes. And now I'm standing sweating in this airport looking at her. And she says, your laptop isn't allowed on. It has to be checked in. And I say, no, the laptop is explicitly allowed or a book, anything handheld up to 12 kilos. I looked at the, the small print. I know it by, by then. She argued. I said, go get a manager. She gets a manager. And the manager says, no, he's right. So now I have to go through security and take off five layers of clothes. Well, four layers of clothes, which takes ages. And now I put this stuff back over my arm just as I had it. Like, why do I have this? cattle theater thing i get on the plane british airways i sit down and we're stuck taxi i'm like just stuck i'm bursting for a pee and we're not moving we're not moving there's no engine so i go to get up in the air stewardess and british airways always treat or used to anyway treat you like they were your mother or School teacher, so she says, sit down. And I'm thinking, I'm older than you, you know, by this point. So I sit down and I'm sitting. I think I can't take this any longer. So I stand up to go to tight and she starts screaming, sit down. And I just start walking to the toilet and she starts screaming. She's shouting, you're not insured. And I'm thinking, I don't care if I'm insured. I go to the toilet, I sit back down and I just noticed my hands, not from her shouting, but Something just snapped at that last airport check-in. And I just felt numb, shaking. And I just knew something had collapsed. And it's kind of weird because all those years, I said to myself, when I have enough money in the bank, I can retire for at least 10 years, I'll stop. But I wasn't calculating it. Somehow it was like my subconscious knew that when I could stop, it just let the whole world, sorry for it, the whole world fall apart. Yeah. And I just 
made this decision then and there that I'm going to not fly anywhere. I'm not going to go. I'm going to have a life where I don't have to put my hand up and say, can I have a check every time I eat? I'm going to have a life where I don't have to, where I can walk in a kitchen and make my own cup of tea and drink my own tea. And I don't have to make it, oh, where's the waiter? Where's the waiter? Or do I have money for a tip just to drink a sip of tea? And I, and by accident, I end up in Ljubljana, Slovenia, a beautiful country. And yeah, I spent 10 years out. But during that 10 years out, I had what, I don't know if you term a burnout, but an even bigger episode than this first one yeah, of sheer misery, like unimaginable things came together. But the outcome of it was I found what I was looking for. Mm. So we talk about something called post-burnout growth a lot around here, that, that burnout is so devastating that it can feel like the end of your story. But it can be the beginning of a better story, of a better journey. And it sounds like that's kind of what happened to you, that it wasn't any less miserable than anybody else's experience, but it did help you find your way to something better. Yes. So that's 100%. So my upbringing was definitely what you term Protestant. So you had this Protestant work ethic. So you don't live now. Life is hell. And if you work hard enough, the higher you ascend in heaven. So the peace comes after. So I'd been working from age 12 hard jobs. Never a moment for myself. And yeah, after that, and I end up in a country renting an apartment, which is crazy because at this point I've got a few homes in different countries, but they're all unoccupied for this decade, which is just nuts. And I'm renting this small apartment at an exorbitant cost. There's a lot of stories there also how I wasted vast sums of money because when you're burnt out, you just don't take care of bank balances and so on. Yeah. But what I learned, and I was the type of person, I remember when I came to Ljubljana who, when I pushed a button for the elevator, I'm like, come on, come on. If I went to the traffic light, I'm like, why is it not changing? Mm -hmm. When I went to a restaurant, I'd make an order. I'd be like chasing the kitchen, like what's happening. It was always next, always next. And through a lot of processes and then something massively changed later, I started being able just to sit and I could drink a tea without thinking how much billing time did I lose drinking a tea to myself for one hour. And that was a hard process to actually be able to sit. That's something that people here understand in a big, big way. A lot of people here don't know how to sit yet. A lot of people listening are like, I still haven't figured out how to sit. Teach me how to sit. <laughs> and stare and yes. watch the swans. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it sounds, sounds like, cliche, you know? Do, do you like the person that you were before? Like, if you met that guy today, would you like him? I would say he was very broken. Mm. And needing, in need of a lot of transformation. So then you're in Ljubljana, things are going to shit, your bank account balances are changing, shifting, Let's, we, we, don't, we don't know if they're well, empty, but they're here's, shifting. Well, here's part of the story. Yeah, I ahead. had staff then, mm. and they were all very good, I had really good people, and I started neglecting the business, well, totally neglected it, 
but I didn't want to harm them because I knew it was my fault. So I just kept paying their salaries for two years. I just left them doing nothing for two years. Yeah. And that, and then I met local girls uh, and on escapades I went on between that and leaving the salaries running, we burnt through just short of a couple million straight away. Wow. And so, you know, what was the straw that broke the Campbell's back? Like what happened to make things really shift into the, the time where you're going through a physical healing, a spiritual healing, a transformation? Pride fam, I tell you in nearly every episode that step one of your burnout recovery is blood work. And I know that a lot of you avoid it because it's a pain and because your doctor has told you that everything is quote unquote fine. And they refuse to test all the things that you think you need. What if I told you that you could test what you want, when you want, from your home with just a couple of drops of blood? Cyfox Health allows you to do just that. You can buy tests as one-offs or join a membership. Either way, you can test and track your results to help you make decisions about your burnout recovery journey. Get 10% off any membership, subscription, or one-time test kit right now. Go to cyfoxhealth.com forward slash fried for your discount. That's S-I-P-H-O-X health.com forward slash fried. Two, two things. So the first is I'm dating. So I'm going to have to weave two stories together here. Okay. So I started dating a local young lady, and, but she's got narcissistic personality disorder. I don't even know what it is. What I've come to discover is my mother had, we'll call it borderline, mm-hmm. personality disorder, you know, a bit of histronic, mm-hmm. a bit of narcissism, a bit of borderline. But I didn't know that. So I kept falling into these relationships with borderlines. And this time I fall into a relationship with a narcissistic personality disorder. And that is just an Alice in Wonderland world. Left is right, up is down. And I'm already half fried. In fact, I'm saying I'm fried to myself and cooked. And now I end up in this. And I, she managed to disorientate me beyond whatever I could imagine. Mm. And so... I think I end up thinking to myself because I end up in Ljubljana, but as soon as I end up there, the mother of my second child no longer wants to be together. And we've just had a baby and made a nice home. It's, I just lose my home in Vienna, Austria, and lady there, and access to my beloved daughter, who's just two. I land in Ljubljana for business. My parents are dying of cancer. So both I'm away to lo- yeah, both of them, terminal. But I'm adopted. But I know my biological father, but he's just died of cancer. But it gets even more complicated because he didn't tell his family who I really was. He said he would before he dies. He told them I was a friend. But so he died without telling them. So I couldn't tell who I knew were my brothers and sisters. So I couldn't go back to the house anymore. Because why would I be appearing when I'm his friend? So I lose that family. Then my 
parents who've both got cancer, they had their own kids each before getting married. Well, I'm the only legal one of the two families, so I'm the executor of wills. So these families go to war when the parents die, and I'm stuck in the middle, so both sides don't talk to me because nobody's happy. Of course. So I lose so I lose two families there. So I've lost access to the kid. I've lost access to three families. So now I'm alone in Slovenia. Now I meet a girl who is narcissistic personality disorder. Now things start going super shit. So two things bring me to a realization. I think to myself, you know, luckily the one great piece of luck is I've got an internal locus of control. You know, I see myself as responsible. Luckily, that's always been there. So I think, look, I'm having all this bad luck, so to speak, with women. And so I, the women could be crazy, but I must be crazy for picking the crazy women. Whichever way you look at it, it's me. So I think I'll call a top therapist for an hour of consulting. I call her up. Her face starts changing. And I know they're not meant to show it on their face. So I'm thinking, holy hell, I must be really screwed up. So let me tell you now, that one hour turned into eight years. Wow. Eight years. And the, the first two, three years was like sweating on the sofa on a daily basis, hardly able to get off it. Yeah. And then in the middle of that therapy, my father dies. Horrific death. I'm the only one. There are five kids. And I return back to Ljubljana. I'm walking down the street and I'm totally depleted. My father was my best friend. And this girl stops me and she starts telling me all these stories of my girlfriend cheating on me. And I just felt like that was a straw that broke the camel's back. And I, here's what happened. It sounds very Eckhart Tolle like this, but I, I kid you not, my mind just stopped. Yeah. All the years, something had just piled on and piled on. And suddenly, I have to put it in Eckhart Tolle type terms. I would say my ego stopped, as in the thing that wants to talk about itself and go on and on had just lost all its energy because the whole world hammered it and smashed it and hammered it and smashed it until, and everything was lost financially, relationships, family, access to kids, everything. I had nothing left. And it, yeah, it's, it stopped inner chatter. And this was, a, this was a really transformative period. Like I woke up the next day and still my mind is not my mind any longer. Mm. It's a talk show in the distance and I can look at it. And it's a boring talk show. It tends to just repeat itself like an old relic in the cupboard. And I have to go on a date, which is another story. So I go on this date. <laughs> And I'm just looking at the girl. And normally on a date, I didn't realize it, but you have to be all I, 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 I. Dig out a memory, relate it, keep repeating, have an identity. But I was looking this way back into my mind and seeing it all coming up. And I'm like, wow, I'm more like an awe at what's coming up. And it's stale. And then she talks and it's like novelty because I don't know. It's an, a great unfolding. So I can't talk. And I tell it was a she just looked like I spent an hour with a weirdo. He just stared for an hour. And then I began to feel, and this is going to sound really crazy now. I began to feel like a golf ball below my navel, like mm -hmm. a few inches below. And it was getting larger each day. 
but I was attracted to it. I started worrying I've got cancer and, but I got so attracted to it. And I just, I fell into what I would call beingness, like a, the opposite of the guy who was pushing the elevator button and chasing the restaurant. Suddenly I was just with the world. And there was no need to be in haste. Hmm. And I'm so happy now. I, I, it never left me that state of beingness, but it's left me a bit confused how to live because for example, I'll give you an example. I end up getting a rescue dog. I actually have two now, but I enjoy walking them. So I'll walk them say four hours per day, but then let's say there's lots of lucrative work of some nature. Well, I've chosen not to take it on in those four hours. And I say, oh, that cost me X amount. But then I'm like, what would I do if I accumulated wealth? Well, I would have the freedom to walk the dogs four hours a day. And I'm like, well, I'm walking them four hours a day anyway. So I'm the most expensive dog walker I know. <laughs> and I'm okay with it. I don't know what else I would chase. Yeah. Well, you did all the chasing already. So what's interesting to me about what you're saying and is that recently, not that long ago, I asked fried listeners what kind of things they need to hear about and they said we want to hear more about people that were in narcissistic relationships we want to hear more about people that dealt with divorce and grief during their burnout and it, you have all of the ingredients that about 12 people asked for are all part of your story and so this is wild because you were in the middle of a tornado and suddenly you were simply the eye of the storm you were the calm and there you were, and everything was still spinning around you. Nothing, all that stuff doesn't necessarily change, but you found a different way forward. And so what then led to the functional medicine interest? Like you're an engineer. That's not an obvious shift from engineer to functional medicine. I can wax lyrical about this for days. I just ate a restaurant meal, I'm sitting, and this is just after all this yeah. storm. Yeah. And I think my energy feels wrong. Oracly, something doesn't feel right. And I hadn't been to a doctor, and I still haven't been to a doctor in 24 years, and that was for a checkup. It's not saying that's a great thing as a man, but I, I just don't have the inclination. And so I thought a friend mentioned, oh, it was a blood lab. So I go to the blood lab. The woman runs a bunch of tests. And she says, oh, you're pre-diabetic. I'm like, me? Like, I'm not a sick person. She shows me it, glucose 6.9 animal, like European. Yeah, yeah. I come back the next day. She says 6.9. I come back the next day, 6.9. That's unusual, by the way, to get the same reading every day. Yeah, But yeah. it truly was 6.9 each day, which I've never had. Again, any measurements repeat like that. And... She says, go to the diabetic clinic. And I say, is there nothing I can do? Because it's a two-week wait for this diabetic clinic. She says, you can maybe reduce carbohydrates. I'm thinking, carbohydrates? Is that like bread? So I, you know, I've been programming since age eight, and it's the kind of the way I, I don't know, I, I think. I love yeah. programming constructs. So I think, okay, carbohydrates, bad. I don't, I'm not going to reduce them. I'm not going to have any. And this is all before the keto rage. and all that. So I, I stop eating carbohydrates and I start eating spoonfuls of coconut butter. And holy hell, I lose like 20 kilo. I start sleeping well. My concentration goes up. 
this massive transformation instantly. Like I'm losing weight by eating fat. This is just not making any sense to me. I go back to the lab and holy hell, I've got my diet pre-diabetes is gone. Then I think with an engineering mind, okay, it had bad, bad markers, kind of bad, normal, good, optimal. I'm thinking, I, I do a bit of Googling, look around, I'm like, if my markers are optimal, I'll live 10 years longer, a whole decade. I'm like, holy shit, the doctor never told me that. So I'm like, can I get an optimal? Three, four months later, I have all my markers in optimal. Like, holy hell, I've just went from a 10 year less, like I've gained 20 years mm -hmm. in four months, mm -hmm. statistically. Mm -hmm. Then I'm like, holy hell, what else am I missing out here? So then I <laughs> oh, spend 80,000 euros running all kinds of tests for a couple of years, like measuring cholesterol up to five times a day and trying to micro edit it. You know, do I eat sourdough bread? Do I eat regular bread? And then checking the people at the lab thought I was crazy and going to lose my veins. <laughs> But the, I thought, oh my God, I'm getting all this data back. And a doctor will only take a measurement if he can act on it. Yeah. So I'm thinking, just keep giving me data and I'll make sense of it now or at some point. Just give me the measurements. So I just went crazy on biomarkers. And then I ran into supplements that just absolutely transformed my life. So the first supplements I bumped into by accident, I ended up taking vitamin D and magnesium. Mm -hmm. Holy hell, the transformation I had in well-being and energy. And then when I discovered the real test for magnesium, not the stupid one the doctor gives you, magnesium, RBC, intracellular, holy hell, I was ultra low. Like the regular magnesium test is just a homeostasis yeah. test that your body can pull from bones. So holy hell. And that just sent me off on crazy on taking supplements. And now I take, say, 50 a day. But I honestly only say you need 12. Yeah. You know, your iodine, your selenium. A little bit of vitamin C, D, K. Magnesium. Uh, oh, magne I take every binding I can. <laughs> Three in it, bicarbonate, everything. Citrine. Oh, yeah, yeah. All of them. Throughout, yeah, throughout the day. You, you can <laughs> never have enough. Now I feel embarrassed at my magnesium consumption. <laughs> Don't. I think this is important. So what I, what I think is so fascinating about CyFox Health and the reason that I reached out to them. So you guys did not reach out to me for sponsorship. I reached out to you and said, this is a company that I would like to work with, that I would like to partner with, that I want more people to use. So when I reached out, what I found fascinating was that there's this sort of membership program and people can get this consistent data from blood draws just by using drops of blood at home. Yeah. So I got access to Bio, my own biological data, very, very cheap here in Slovenia, like so much cheaper than the US. Of course. Uh, like, like a quarter of the cost. Yeah. Sometimes even like a factor of 10 on some tests. Like yeah. it's unbelievable. Same in Prague and, and Warsaw. Like a four is a standard reduction, a factor of four, and sometimes a 10 for the same test. Yes. The differential is huge. And so I I went into five years of looking at functional medicine because I I thought, look, if functional medicine practitioners look at root cause when you're sick, why don't I study functional medicine and study root cause now and do the things so you don't have to get the symptom to get go back to the root cause on? Like it should be proactive. Yeah. So I become 
study functional medicine, become very proactive that way. And I fall in love with quantifying health, you know, quantify my health, quantify my wellness, and please quantify my aging. I want to know how fast I'm aging, each, how fast each bodily subsystem is aging. And because with that data, I can begin taking action. And by the way, we all have a weakest link. It could be cardiovascular or something of that nature. You don't need to worry about cancer if a heart attack is going to take you out. So, you know, you don't need to spend on all these other things if you've got one weak hanging thing. So try and always have work such that you know what your weakest link is. Anyway, I was looking online. I came across a company doing silicon photonics and pretty much planning to change the world to reduce the cost of at-home testing by a factor of 100. First to do it by a factor of 10 and then by 100. And I thought it was credible, which sounds incredible, but I, I was in a very fortunate position of knowing what they were planning. But they had a really bad website at the time. Um, and I emailed the co-founder, Mike Dabrowski, and I said, hey, can I help? And a relationship got formed at that point a year and a half ago, and I've been around since. They're actually working on three things. So they're working on the ultimate wearable. So you might know today you can have a continuous glucose monitor, mm -hmm. which, by the way, you can get from Cyfox at cost. You don't need to pay four times other places online you can get for a hundred bucks at sorry folks as part of a membership but people want more than just glucose yeah they want 24 7 so they're working on a silicon photonics based wearable but that's some years away but in between they're launching they're just going through the fda process a home device which measures up to 30 biomarkers so you get instant results at home obviously clinically accurate but in between, they've got a finger prick kit. So, you know, it's like take a prick of blood, prick your finger, put some drops of blood on a card and mail the card back in the post. And it's validated against venous, against regular blood draws. And I really loved the biomarkers in the kit. So online, it'll be like 17 biomarkers, it'll say. Internally, we're calling it the base kit because members can get add-on kits now. Right. In fact, a new website is coming up. I think next week or something, and it makes it a lot more easier to expand. But you need this base kit with 17 first. I, I really like the biomarkers that they had in their kit. And but, the cost of it is unbelievable. It's like right. if you went to like Quest or LabCorp, it's like $800. At least. Yeah, because they don't do all the markers. Exactly. But and, depending yeah. on what package you get with Cyfox, you can get it. It depends which of the tiers you pick. But it's something of the order of a couple hundred or a 150. You can, and I think with Unlimited, Unlimited is a plan where you pay a membership fee and then you can order as many as you want at cost, which is, eight, I think it's 85 bucks. And so, yeah, I, I really was, yeah, I took to that and I'm, I'm quite impressed with how it's going. I've been thrilled looking through the information. So let's talk about this base kit and what the those 17 biomarkers. We don't necessarily have to go through them all, but why do you think that what's in what are the some of the basics and why do you think they're important? Okay, so if I relate it to burnout, yeah. For example, as cortisol. Mm. And so you'll know for example, cortisol is about, you know, the stress hormone as we know it. And you know, people with high cortisol have immune dysfunction, they have weight gain, 
and they're at higher risk of cardiovascular disease. So people who have who declared that they have burnout invariably have high cortisol. Or so low, to, actually. That comes later, doesn't it? Yes. So sometimes the, the people that are in this community have been burnt out for so long and have been so have been on this journey for such a long time that their cortisol markers end up being actually really low. Yeah, that's a late, late stage. It's a bit like when you're developing diabetes, your insulin yes. goes up, but your glucose stays the same. Once your glucose starts rising, you're way late in the game. That's why you should check your insulin, which this kit has, by the way. Yeah. That's why I, I'm not so fond of CGMs. You're going to think you're healthy today, but your insulin is going up. Insulin is actually my favorite marker. Okay. Followed by HbA1c, so yes, the sugars, and then followed by APOEB, so the lipids. Mm -hmm. Can you tell uh, people the difference, for people that don't know, what would be the difference of measuring insulin versus measuring glucose? Yeah, so insulin, the body secretes to lower the blood sugar. And... It's it's a more you know it's more expensive to measure and harder to measure, and so insulin is what I would term the reverse of sugar, as in it eliminates sugar from the 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 bloodstream, and so seventy five percent something of that order of Americans are what you would term insulin resistant. They're not responsive to insulin. In fact, that's actually the driver of at least eighty percent of disease, and then glucose is just regular. Glucose isn't in the kit, you can, but you can check that easily by uh, glucometer, like they're five bucks. Glucometers, if you're not someone that's familiar with, if you, there's not a diabetic in your family, you're not familiar with diabetes, you can measure your blood sugar anytime. If you go to CVS, go to Rite Aid, go to Walgreens, whatever your Duane Reed, whatever your, your market is, and grab a, a glucose monitoring like measurer and you would prick your finger the same way you would do for the test for cyfox health except for you're not mailing in then for results you're just putting it in this little machine and it's giving you an, like immediate feedback so what about the lipid test oh yeah so so well apoeb is a much better predictor of cardiovascular disease and cholesterol cholesterol is a extremely poor independent predictor yeah. of heart disease Heart disease is a number one killer. So you want a better predictor of heart disease. So APOEB is the one I would choose there. But on the, the burnout front, the next one I would pick out the kit is DHEAS. It's the anti-stress hormone. It counteracts some of the negative effects of cortisol. and It's also precursors for sex hormones, correct? That, that, Yes, is estrogen and testosterone. Mm -hmm, exactly. So, so it's good to look at the DHEs to cortisol ratio because when that is low, that ratio it, it signals an inability to adequately deal with chronic stress, which is you know a symptom of burnout. So I would look at DHEs to cortisol ratio. Yeah. And then you've got your classic. Oh, maybe this is my. A favorite marker of mine, high sensitivity C-reactive protein. Yeah, and a good inflammation marker. So, I'm sure everyone has heard of inflammation, but if if you're, I would say everyone with uh, burnout has elevated inflammation. It'd be unusual not to have elevated inflama inflammation, and so you get regular 
a CRP, so C-reactive protein, but yeah. that's only useful for infections. You know, I, I, I've got the flu or something. But that very low grade, uh, you measure with high sensitivity. And so usually that's elevated. And then in the kit, you've got sex hormones. So testosterone for men and estradiol for women. And men would burn out. They, they can have low testosterone. I don't yeah. know what is first, like cause and effect. Right. But certainly men who complain of burnout tend to have low testosterone. But some of the symptoms of low testosterone merge with burnout, you know, like fatigue, depression. Right. And then, and then other markers in a kit are not, you not. I wouldn't say like you like symptoms of burnout, but they exacerbate it. Like people with low vitamin D, right. They would just exacerbate burnout. Yeah. We talk about that a lot here. I often ask people to go get blood work done before they do a lot of other things, because if we find out that you are low in vitamin D, low in vitamin B12, or you're anemic. I don't want to be life coaching you. I don't want to be working on your mindset when your body just doesn't actually have enough juice in its battery. So let's deal with that stuff first so that you can actually manage some of the other things because you have some power back in you. So we talk about blood work a lot around here. And what I what I'm most excited about as Cyfox grows and as you know, as as this continues is that Burnout recovery traditionally is very hard to measure outside of objective, like or subjective. You can have like, psychometric measure, psychometric measures. Yes, exactly, exactly of how I <laughs> feel today, right? But but we are historically bad at recognizing when we feel better, especially when it's a slow crawl. You know, where we forget that two weeks ago we were having three headaches a week because we don't have headaches anymore, so it slipped our mind. And so I, I really like the idea of people having memberships and then ordering this, these tests on a regular basis so that they can actually see that they are really and truly recovering, that there's actual shift happening that is measurable for them that they can get, that they can work on and have feedback from. I just think that that's such a, I think that this is a, a revolutionary shift in our ability to treat burnout. You want to be always measuring, you always want your baseline of what healthy is. Like you want to know what your testosterone is today in case you need hormone replacement therapy of some kind later. So you can know what your system state was as a younger person. And so, yeah, the tracking is essential. Yeah. I Which mean, is another thing I love about Cyfox is that it gives you a dashboard and tracks it for you and gives you all sorts of graphs yeah. to look at. And I think it's fab. I like the way you're bringing this up because I wouldn't even think of that. That's just so like, of course that's there, but I'm, you're it's right. It's not so obvious to people you're that don't you're, know. Yeah, your listeners are not going to uh, know that. So I right. can tell you features. For example, Cyfox lets you plug in your wearable too, your aura ring. If you're wearing you a have. whoop, yeah, or like, an aura yeah, ring. It, so or it does a... blood chemistry and wearables. And so, for example, you can see when your sleep score goes up, your inflammation goes down. It correlates the two, and I think it's the only company integrating the two. I and that, so, it's yeah. it's really nice. And then, for example, there are a way to release a micronutrient kit that members can have. You can order in your health dashboard. And so, for example, people shouldn't really be going to a therapist before they've checked, like they're saying their B12 or the omega-3 to 6 ratio. 
because they're going to give you symptoms of mental ill health, you know, anxiety yeah. and so forth, depression, even lethargy. It's just crazy that therapists take people on without checking the fundamentals. Ta-da! This is, I feel so vindicated right now because I've been saying that for five solid years. Everybody says, what's the first step when you realize your burnout? I say, blood work. <laughs> Every time. Because I do not want to pretend that I can pull you through something that is based in biology. Yeah. Once you get a little bit stronger, there are likely some mindset things we have to work on. There are likely some behaviors we have to work on. All of those things can come after and should come after most people need support for burnout recovery in some way, shape or form. You said you were in therapy for eight years, right? Like mm -hmm. we need help with it. Fine. But let's figure out what's going on physically first so that you are not feeling totally dejected when you're not making the progress that you want because you need a B12 shot. Yeah. And the other thing is if you're trying to recover from what we're calling burnout, you're going to try lots of protocols. You might be taking ashwagandha, for example, yeah. uh, adaptogenics. Yeah. I would never want to do this blindly. I mean, you need data, but again, I, you know, I, I take that as a, You're an as a given, <laughs> a given you want to record as you go along. I mean, yeah. you, you need to pull that. It's essential. Yeah. yeah. Uh, blood chemistry is a gold standard. And you need blood chemistry because it's the base of the pyramid. You physiologically know what's taking place. And you want some standard clinical markers. And so with Cyfox, you, you know, they send you kits in the post. So if you're an unlimited member, they send you two kits. Then you get charged when you use one. And they automatically ship you a refill. So you've always got a 17 biomarker test kit about. And you can always order other kits like hormone expansion pack, or soon to be this micronutrient kit from your health dashboard. And, you know, I'm not so much in a touting a product, but I will say this, I can't find a cheaper way of doing it in the United States or Canada. Okay. And I welcome, I welcome anybody to try because other companies will do at home kits like Everly Well, or let's yeah. get checked. But what they do is they only put a few markers per card. Because then you sell as a cardiometabolic card or diabetic card. So Cyfox came along. They said, how many can we fit on according to the laws of chemistry? Seven, it's 17. So they just put them on. Yeah. So it, nobody's competing on price. No, They're... it's not. I, I literally searched far and wide. I searched so... for two hours to double check it when I first came across it to check yeah. it. Yeah. I've been looking at it for almost three weeks just picking it apart as best as I could because mm -hmm. this, this community is so damn important to me and I know that they need support. And I know that if I'm going to choose somebody to work with for an, a more extended period of time and we're going to be connected somehow, I need to be sure that I'm connected to the best possible people doing the best possible thing. And I honestly and truly believe that Cyfox is the best possible people doing the best possible thing. And knowing a bit of your story and why this was so important to you and what it meant to you to have this kind of data. And honestly, the amount of money you spent on it, which we don't, we now don't have to spend because the systems are different. And hearing you say that this is only going to improve with time just makes me feel like this is sort of a no brainer for so many people. So I am really, really grateful 
for you coming on today, for sharing your story, for letting us know a little bit of the background. Thank you so much. Hey, it's absolutely my pleasure. I could have been here another two hours, so anytime. <laughs> Fried fam, if you want us to talk again and talk more about this, please hop into the Facebook group and let me know or shoot me an email or a DM. You know that I read all the things that you send me in all the places. So please let us know if you want us to dive into these topics a little bit more, talk more about the biomarkers, how, how the system works. But I will say that the website, and by the time this episode is released, the website will be updated. But even the website before it was updated is pretty self-explanatory. It's not crazily expensive. And this could be a really serious way for you to feel like you have a little bit more control over what you're doing. And they're giving you 10% off for being fried listeners. So if you go to scifoxhealth.com forward slash fried, you will be able to get a 10% discount. It's S-I-P-H-O-X health.com forward slash fried. It doesn't matter if fried is in capitals or in lowercase, even though, you know, I capitalize it everywhere I put it. Fried fam, this is another way to take care of yourself that makes things a little easier, takes some of the guesswork out, and gives you more control. So I hope that you found this super helpful. I know I found it super helpful, and I can't wait to get some kits in. Lee, thanks again for coming in. It's my pleasure. Ain't gonna burn ourselves out no more. Ain't gonna burn ourselves out no more Got each other on our side Plus all the folks at Fried The Burnout Podcast With Kate Donovan